guys. I love you all so much, and I hope that today's message encourages you. Be sure and like and subscribe if you are tuning in on YouTube. Comment down below what you learned in today's message and what other topics you'd like to hear talked about moving forward. And if you're tuning in via Apple or Spotify, be sure and download, rate, review. We love reading your reviews, and it actually helps us as we prepare for messages to come. And make sure to turn on your push notifications so that you can know whenever episodes come out as we have new episodes every single Wednesday. Guys, I love y'all and I hope you enjoy the show. Hey there, Emma Mae McDaniel here. This podcast is powered by the Converge Podcast Network. Hey guys, welcome to part of our conversation with Ruth Jo Simons. This is absolutely so fun having two parts of a podcast. If you have not listened to part one of us talking about Ruth's book, When Striving Cease, totally go check out last week's episode so that you can be filled in for this week's. Guys, this is sweet. So faith comes by hearing. Grab your headphones and let's get into the word. reading earlier today in Romans 10 that anyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved and they will no longer be put to shame. Like shame does not have to be a part of your reality. And we are, we are saved through confessing with our mouth that Jesus is Lord and by believing in our heart that God did raise him from the dead. Like there is points right back to what we're talking about. There is no like boasting in your own works when it comes to being made as a citizen of heaven, to be made Mm. a part of God's family. Friend, you are loved by God because he made you and because he is love. And he promises that by grace, through faith, you shall be saved. So this reality of being transformed by grace to actually find rest, it, it can be yours today, like right now, which is so, so powerful. So do not, do not miss it. Do not miss it. My dad always says the right time to do the right thing is right now. Like, like right now, Mm -hmm. you don't have to be in any other setting. I think it's in Ecclesiastes where Solomon is talking about how the farmer, like, don't wait till everything is just, this will be a summarized version, but don't wait till everything is just spot on perfect or else you'll be waiting for the rest of your life. Like Mm -hmm. now's the perfect time to surrender your life to the Lord. Um, you just said so many incredible things, and I want to touch on a couple of them. One of them being actually pointed to a quote that I wrote down from your book that I was so encouraged by. Um, and you said, we must be intentional about replacing our faulty ideas of God with what is actually true. And mm-hmm. it led me to remember a time that I was reading in Mark 8. And in Mark 8, um, it's kind of funny. This It'll be a little... You may read this and it's like, how did you get what you're about to say out of this? But it's just cool how the Lord speaks to your heart, exactly how he knows you need through his word. And in this particular passage, the disciples are on a boat and they realize that they forgot their bread. And they're like having conversations with each other, like, I can't believe we forgot the bread. And then Jesus, in the midst of this conversation about them forgetting their bread, he says, beware of the false teaching, basically, of the religious leaders. 
And as I was reading this, I was just personally convicted because, yes, Jesus was talking about beware of the false teaching of religious leaders. But for some reason, I, in my own heart, was like, I need to beware of the false teaching of myself. Like what Mm -hmm. things am I teaching myself that are not in accordance with who God is and who I am in him? And I, I just like definitely think that I know what God says about me. I know who he is, but sometimes I'm so quick to just let the enemy bully me. And I'm so quick to let the fl- my the flesh of the voice of my flesh convince me otherwise of what is okay. true. And it really does still kill and destroy just your daily peace and your daily joy. So I love that you spoke into that. Have you ever experienced that in your own life? Like, cause I know that whenever God calls you to write something or to teach on something, you yourself yeah. are burdened by it and are growing through it. Yeah. So in what ways have you taken note of, I'm really believing things that aren't true in my own life. Yeah. For sure. You know, I say a lot on both my social media writing, as well as through this Bible study I wrote recently called truth filled about preaching truth to yourself that came out of me literally spending a whole lot of time thinking thoughts that just weren't true about Mm. myself as a mother, about myself as a wife. Um, If I can be totally honest in my, my early stages, early years of being a wife, I, I remember literally saying things with my lips, like, I don't know if I can do this. I don't know Mm. if I ever can love you the way I'm supposed to, or I don't know if I'm cut out for marriage. Those are the kind of words that you say when you look at your own resources and you're like, yeah, I've got this baggage. I've got these issues. I've made these mistakes in the past. How can I be trusted to not make those same mistakes now? And then I drive myself crazy. I must drive you crazy. Like it just goes on and on, right? You have I so relate to and that. And if you look at what's in this little toolbox of your, your own and you think, well, all of these tools are busted. I don't even know if I can like work with any of this. And that's when you have to replace all the stuff that you're looking to in your own resources and replace them with truth. That's what's mm. really at the heart of preaching truth to yourself. You're not preaching things like I'm pretty, I'm great. Yeah. You're preaching the truth of God's word and mm-hmm. his character. So I always like to say, you know, let's follow the example of Paul. And when he writes any of the epistles, he's always saying to the churches, let's remember who God is. And then he goes on and on telling you exactly who Christ is. And then he follows that, that up with, well, because God's that, this, this is what, if this is what's true about God, then what he says about you is true. Let's yeah. look at who you are now. So then when you talk about our identity in Christ in Ephesians 2, like, well, we, we know because of Ephesians 1. And then we move on to, well, then what do we do about it? Mm-hmm. Well, now Paul can say, put on all the former things. I mean, put off all the former things, put on your new life in Christ. And we all like to jump to that part, right? We all like to jump to the part where we don't lie and we love each other. We're, we're kind, we're not mean, all those things, but we got to start with who God is because when we believe who he is, then we'll believe what he says about us. And then our response and action will come out of who we already are, not who we're trying to earn our way to becoming. Mm, And so so Yeah. And we just have to stop there and think on it. Like, I think that there's so much power there that we're missing Mm -hmm. that we forget that as women, we would literally be able to live out more obedient lives. If we were living out of the fullness of what God already declares 
we already are in Christ, yes. not because we're sitting there trying to put on and put off so that he'll like us better, so that we'll be holier or better Christians. Mm-hmm. We have to do it in the right order. And so I would just say that's the number one way in which I have had to preach truth to myself and take out that false teaching in my life. But the second thing I would just say as even a little exhortation to um, maybe a younger woman who's listening in right now is just that I think that unfortunately we've gone several decades of being somewhat biblically illiterate. I I love that there might be a turn here. There might be a change here now. Women might be like going, getting back into the word, but I think with social media and with blogs and with so much out there, I've seen a lot of women turn to easy, quick graphics for their little dose of truth for the day Mm -hmm. or thinking a little podcast is enough and not ever going to the word. So my question is, do you really know who God says he is? Do you really know who Jesus Christ actually is? The one who tells you that his burden is light. Mm -hmm. Who is he? Do you actually know, or do you only know because Ruth Simons posted something on Instagram or Emma May said something on her podcast is that that's not enough. Because if you only believe based on what somebody else did a little meme about, a little gif about, or or a little, then you're not going to the word. And you may actually be creating a narrative about who God is and what he desires from you based on something that's not true. Mm. And so I think we're walking around limping along in our Christian lives, oftentimes because we haven't actually understood the gospel for what it really is. Mm-hmm. Wow. Come on, Ruth. That's so, I, I, I wish that that wasn't true, but I, I do agree with you that like, I crave for more people to develop a deepened love for God, because whenever a deepened love for God is developed, a deepened love to know him and his word is developed and vice versa. Whenever you grow in love with his word, you grow more in love with who he is. And that because in the beginning was the word, the word was with God. The word is God that you like, you learn more about him when you spend time reading the words of, of him. And so Wow, I'm I'm just so so encouraged and yes, I just I I love you. I love you so much and I hope that th- those of you who are listening take this seriously and take some time today whether it's 5 minutes or it could be longer depending on what your day holds. Um and spend time in the word. Spend time talking with the Lord in prayer, even if it's just meditating on one verse. Even if it's meditating on just one like like one little passage of scripture and and journaling about it and seeking the Lord as to what he's wanting to do in your heart and what he's wanting to teach you. Um it truly does transform you. And as you were talking it led me to think about Second um, Corinthians um, ten five, where Paul says to take every thought captive and make it obedient to Christ. Well, I one I can't live in obedience to the Lord if I'm not taking my thoughts and making them obedient to the Lord, because my thoughts are going to play a role into how I act. But also, I can't make my thoughts obedient to Christ if I don't know who Christ is, and if I don't right. know what His Word says. So this is so powerful. How can you discern what is true and what's not, mm-hmm. right? If I'm the standard, if I wake up in the morning and I go, am I enough today? 
hmm, let's take an inventory. What does Ruth Simons think about herself? If that's how I'm going to assess myself, it will be a roller coaster it ride will. every single day. Mm-hmm. And there may be some of you who are listening right now who really feel like, oh my goodness, I'm totally on a roller coaster. Sometimes I go to an event and a conference and I feel like, absolutely, I'm exactly who God made me to be. And then other times mm-hmm. I'm drowning in fearful thoughts. And so the answer is not that it's a one and done. The answer is that every day you need to realign yourself with the truth. Yes. You kind of answered my question before I even asked it. I had written down that um, I wanted to ask you to share with us just daily, like what do you do to daily practice resting in the grace of God? And I feel like you answered that just in talking about the power of resting in the authority of who God is and what he says about you, what he says about the world, what he says about life, like what he says. Um, But even just a step further, like what does practically spending time and also before just set up this question, like spending time in the word essential, (laughs) but some people have different methods by which they study God's word. And so if you are studying God's word and like, it doesn't look exactly like this, you're not, it doesn't necessarily mean you're doing it wrong, but it's a means by which you can learn from Ruth as to how you can continue to grow. And it can be an even more um, just fruitful time as you learn how to study the word of God. But how do you practically hide God's word in your heart each day? And like, what does that look like? Yeah. Well, first of all, I want, I love that you just said that because the last thing we need is to feel like we have to model ourselves after somebody else mm-hmm. or that there's a formula for this. Um, there really isn't. And I'll just be the first to admit because I love getting real vulnerable and real. And I want to make sure that too. nobody ever listens and goes, well, sure would be nice to be just as disciplined as Ruth is or MMA is, you know? Um, so I'll just be honest and say, I have wrestled and struggled with desire for the word of God my whole life, my whole Christian life. So when we say something like open the word and spend some time in the word, even the five minutes or five hours, I just want to acknowledge that there might be somebody just like me who's going, what if I don't want to today? Well, I would say, (laughs) confess that to the Lord and say, God, I I want to turn to everything else. I want to scroll my phone. I want to open a magazine. I want to call a friend. I want to go shopping. And I rarely want to spend quiet, alone. And I, I'm just being really honest and saying there are seasons when we talk like, when we're like, I just don't feel like I'm getting something out of it. I don't mm-hmm. feel like this is fruitful. And I just want to acknowledge that not every season in the word will feel like a dynamic fruitful, amazing time. There are times when you're going to read the Bible and you're going to say, am I reading this wrong? Am I getting anything out of it? And so I'll just share a couple of practical things that um, are regular and daily for me. Um, And then there are things that are seasonal. So like seasonally, I would say, I definitely love when seasonally I find time to actually do a real Bible study. Let's say, mm-hmm. you know, using a peer's Bible study um, curriculum or really sitting down and saying, I am going to study the book of Nehemiah, let's say, or whatever, and actually taking the time to really open my commentaries and study and do that. That is not every day for me. And that is, that's seasonal. There are seasons when I go, it's been a while since I've studied for my own heart's mm-hmm. joy because I'm a content creator and I'm a writer. And so there is a lot of studying, quote studying, that is for the purpose of producing things. 
but studying the word, not for production, not for a podcast, not for anything that's really communing with the Lord. And not every season affords me as much time as I really am needing in that. And so seasonally really studying the word, but on the daily, I have to mix it up between sitting and opening and reading and then listening Mm -hmm. and sometimes listening and reading at the same time. So I I share this a lot because I feel like it's good. Sometimes we think that somebody else's quiet time looks like they, well, my husband's actually does look like this. Troy actually looks like 530 in the morning, a cup of coffee, watching the sunrise, sitting by the window and working through his Bible in a year plan where it doesn't matter. He might be reading in the middle of Amos and he's like faithfully reading what he's supposed to be reading for that day. And he's thinking on it and he's chewing on it. And then he reads a book after guys. That's not what mine looks like. <laughs> so I'm just letting you know, there are I some love people your wired for them. Some people are wired for the mornings. Some people are wired for routine. I'll just be honest. I have, I have a day that sometimes starts super early because I have a um, staff member who's on the East coast. And sometimes we have to tackle something for Grace Lace that starts early. Sometimes I'm answering some issues on social media early or late I'm not saying my way's right or Troy's way's right. I'm saying you ask the Lord and say, Lord, in this season, how do I honor you best? My best is not mm-hmm. first thing in the morning. My eyes don't open really well. I'm a little bit like needing to just get a good 30 minutes of like walking around before I can even focus. Otherwise yeah. I'll fall asleep while I'm reading <laughs> my Bible. That's just me. So some of my best might be mid morning. And that's when I say, okay, I'm going to take a quick break. break. I'm going to take a walk. I'm going to listen to my Dwell app um, or whatever. You can listen to scripture on the ESV app. You could, um, whatever it is that you're using. Mm-hmm. But right now I'm using Dwell and I'm um, reading it while I'm listening. The other day I listened to, um, well, Nehemiah is on the brain. And one recently I literally was like, I'm going to just play all of Nehemiah and I'm going to have a South African accent, read it to me with some guitar music in the back. And he's reading it slowly. And he has an accent that I wasn't like immediately understanding quickly. So I have to listen carefully. And you know what is crazy is I heard verses and I heard things that I was skipping over when I was reading. Because sometimes Mm -hmm. when you're reading, you just open it and you're like, I'm putting in my time. Not, not, nobody says that. We're not like actually thinking that, but we're kind of like, oh, I want to read the word today, but I got to get off to doing some other things. But sometimes when you listen to it and you read at the same time, or you just go on a walk and you listen to it and you commune with the Lord, you hear things in a different way. And so I just want to encourage anyone who's listening in on this, that don't be discouraged if you don't seem to have this robust quiet time, or you think that Beth Moore does it a certain way and you, you're not nearly, you know, that diligent in the word or wow. So-and-so literally like highlighted everything in a book and they're like Mm -hmm. taking so many notes. Why am I barely getting into it? There's no time. Just like you said, there's no time like starting today, just start now Mm -hmm. and, and start by confessing to the Lord, Lord, give me a desire for your word. I've been in a dry season. I've been struggling. I've been turning to other things that I think will satisfy. And I am sorry. That's I want so to come back life. to your word because only your word will satisfy. Don't think you have to come all perfected and feeling excited about the word. Mm-hmm. Come when you're already struggling and ask the Lord for that favor and then be obedient to step through it and listen to something. If you're struggling to know where to start, start with the book of Philippians and just read the whole book every day for a month mm. and see how God will change you. It's struggling. This 
This show is part of the Converge Podcast Network and is sponsored in part by... healthy is so important, but a lot of times the means by which we get healthier is just being educated and aware of how our body works. And Everlywell helps us do exactly that. They send tests such as thyroid tests, metabolism, stress and sleep, food sensitivity. They send these tests to your door. You take them and you send them back to their certified labs and in a matter of days you get your results back. And it helps you and equips you to be healthier. Me and Josh actually did the food sensitivity test and it was so mind-blowing that some foods I eat every day actually my body doesn't respond the best to and now because I'm aware I can be a healthier version of me and y'all for the listeners of this show Everly Well is providing a special offer with a discount of 20% off of an at-home lab test if you go to everlywell.com slash Emma that's everlywell.com slash Emma for 20% off of your own at-home lab test that's Everly Oh, Ruth, this is so good. I hope that people listening are just practically encouraged. And I think what's so cool is, guys, as y'all are listening, like, I love God so much. Ruth loves God so much. And Ruth just explained what this current season looks like of her prioritizing spending time in God's word and hiding his word in her heart and letting it dwell among her richly. And right now I, I love waking up in the morning and I read a chapter a morning and I open up my journal and I write out prayers. And, and after I read, I write out what I observed in the scripture and sometimes specifically pray over what was written over. Like so timely this morning, I was in Galatians three, which Paul is like emphasizing to the, to this, I think it's the Galatian church or the church of Galatia. I always forget how to say it, but he's like emphasizing, like, basically you just received this new life in the spirit. Now, why are you trying to basically prove yourself by your human efforts? And then I hop Mm -hmm. on a podcast with you and we're talking about Mm -hmm. this, but I, all that to say, like we are two different women in two different seasons and our time in the Lord's word looks different, but it's priority. So I just love that. In addition to what Ruth has said about being honest before the Lord about where your heart's at and asking him to refresh the desire for his word in your heart. Also, like ask yourself and be honest with it, not in a shameful way, but just in an evaluation so that you can present that before the Lord too of is God's word really priority in my day-to-day life? And that is going to probably provide a lot of clarity as to what thoughts are reigning in your mind, what teaching is ruling in the school of your noggin. So yeah, that's just, that's just good. Ruth, I feel like I could, I have so many other questions. I feel like I could talk to you for so long. Um, but I do, I do want to ask you this question. Um, what is your hope for women who read this book? Um, one question, and then, and I can repeat these if you want. Um, but what is your hope for women who read this book? And what encouragement would you pass along to those who wrestle with the practice of resting in grace? Like they, whether it's striving for the approval of people, it's striving to belong, it's striving to be perfect, it's striving to flee from the shame that seemed to that won't seem to leave their shoulders. Like what encouragement would you give to those women who are wrestling with that? Um, 
So those are the two questions that I would love to sadly, but sweetly close our conversation Mm. today. You know, my greatest hope is that women and especially younger women, um, because I'm looking at my life, I just turned 46 two weeks ago and I look at how much I wish in my twenties, somebody had really come alongside me, another woman who is not afraid of running a business and not afraid of writing books. And yes, it's like trying to use her gifts, right? Mm -hmm. But that person would come along and say to me, "Um, your most fruitful, your greatest transformation is going to come on the other side of you literally laying everything down before the Lord and not thinking that it's in your own power to fix your life. And I think about what, Mm. what, how amazing it would be if every woman in her twenties and thirties would choose right now today to go, huh, the gospel is not just supposed to save me from hell and take me to heaven. The gospel, the grace of God was meant to completely transform me and sustain me Mm. right now all the way until I'm in his presence. If we were to really, really consider what the, the grace of God truly is that, you know, when we look at Ephesians two and we realize, yeah, it's by grace through faith. No one can boast about it. It is not my work, but it allows me to actually step into exactly what God had for me, which he says in verse 10, mm-hmm. um, created for good works. Like he has a purpose for our lives. So we're so busy trying to make something of ourselves, trying to use our gifts the way we think we must use it, trying to be known and seen and loved and belong and favored by other people that we're missing the whole, the power and the extravagant love that God has for us that promises to take us further. I don't mean more popular, more famous or wealthier, I'm saying further kingdom wise Mm -hmm. than we could ever go on our own. What would happen if right now, wherever you are, 20s, 30s, 40s, whatever age you are, what if you just decided I'm done? I'm done trying to strive my way into other people's favor or God's favor. Let me go back to the word and remind myself what the word says about how I've been already saved Mm -hmm. and then we can realize that we can strive in grace, work hard because we already have God's favor, not strive to earn it from him. And so that's my very greatest desire. And for anyone who is struggling to do that, I would just say, girlfriend, I am struggling alongside you. Mm -hmm. I would just say, I am not way ahead of you. I have written out of what I've learned and grown from and praise God, my striving sessions, my days where I'm literally um, hard to please and trying really hard to earn favor. Those are lasting shorter and shorter. I can catch myself and go realign your heart with the truth. And what my desire is for you is to, for anyone who's listening and smiling, Oh my goodness. I wish I was already there. I'd say, I'm with you. I'm on this journey with you. And by God's grace, you won't go weeks and weeks and weeks striving. You'll start going, huh, I'm catching myself. I am striving in my own strength. And I'm going to return to the word, realign with truth. And before you know it, you take it before the Lord in two seconds flat. And you're like, I'm not going to let this rob my day. I'm going to start over. And I promise you, it is every day of my life that I have to do this. So don't give up. 
Don't think that this is supposed to be some quick and easy fix. That's what self-help strategies are. They try to promise you that if you do this for 15 days, you'll get a new life. And I'm telling you, <laughs> the gospel is a refining and sanctifying. Um, mm-hmm. It is a sanctifying process and he will not be through with you on the side of heaven. So press in, lean in and let him do his good work in you because he will do it. Yes. But you need to surrender all. That's yes, 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 yes. I, I just love this. Matthew eleven twenty eight through 30, Jesus says, Come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, and I love this. Learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart. My yoke is easy, my burden is light. You will find rest for your souls in him. And I love that word, learn from me. Um, And I think that this is just the sweetest way to end our time together. As you emphasized, it's a process. It's a lifelong journey of walking with the Lord and being conformed to the likeness of Jesus. And I think in order for us to enjoy that process and in order for us to continue to like lean in, to that process, we have to take on a heart posture of being a learner. Jesus wants Absolutely. us to learn from him. And I think he says he wants us to learn from him because he knows that we we really have a hard time understanding this concept of rest and what it actually looks like. So as you spend time with the Lord, as you take your thoughts captive and make them obedient, as you realign them in, in alignment with his word, as you go, as you grow, know that it it is a journey and 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 I, I I'm just very excited about about your life and as the Lord sanctifies you and as you grow an understanding of his grace, um, you will continue to discover more and more and be in awe of the reality that in Jesus alone we do find rest for our souls. Striving does cease. <laughs> That's so good. Ruth, will you share with people where they can stay in touch with you um, and where they can get your book, When Striving Cease, all those fun things? Yeah, I would love an opportunity to encourage all of you through my Instagram posts at Ruth Joe Simons. Um, that's R-U-T-H-C-H-O-U-S-I-M-O-N-S. And if you're into arts and artsy things, um, I share my work at gracelaced.com and you can find them on social media as well. And my new book, When Striving Cease, is available everywhere books are sold, online, on Amazon, but you can also go to Target and pick mm-hmm. it up. And I would be so honored if you do so. So thank you for having me today. Amazing. Absolutely. Thank you for being on. And guys, if you are watching on YouTube, be sure and give a thumbs up, subscribe, comment down below how you were encouraged. Also, what what topics you'd like to hear talked about, where in the word you'd like to be taught on as we move forward in our podcast weekly. And if you are tuning in via Apple or Spotify, be sure and download, rate, review, share it with your people. This is a message that I believe a lot of people need to tune into. And you can follow me on Instagram at 1 Corinthians 13 love as alongside Ruth. I'd also just love to encourage you through the power of God's word. Um, 
And specifically, the Have You Heard podcast page on Instagram is Have You Heard underscore podcast, where you can stay in tune, find specific quotes that have been shared from each episode, um, all the updates weekly. So guys, I love y'all so much. I'm so thankful, so, so thankful for the life, death, burial, and the resurrection of Jesus. And by grace through faith, we are saved. I will talk to y'all next week. Bye, guys. pray blessings and encouragement and a deepening of faith over your life today. Be sure to subscribe, rate, give reviews, and go share this episode with all of your people so that we can continue to build our community and build our faith. Thank you for tuning in to the Have You Heard podcast, and don't forget how awesome you are. This show is part of the Converge Podcast Network.